listening to the Paul McGuire Report. I'm Paul McGuire. You know, one of the most important things <clears throat> that faces each one of us is having a accurate and working knowledge of what is going to come in the very near future. When we have an accurate understanding of what's going to happen in the very near future, then we can plan, we can be proactive, we can move forward, <clears throat> we can regress, we can, we can do all of the things that God has given us the ability to do um, <clears throat> through our free will and through the resources he's given us. In other words, we're not, we may feel like it emotionally in a temporary sense, but we are not like animals caught or trapped in cages waiting to be slaughtered. Now, emotionally, in a, in a transition phase, things may be going good or bad, and we may feel that in a temporary sense, but that is not accurate. An accurate appraisal or an accurate analysis of what is happening to you and me and America and the rest of the world, that accurate analysis or or what used to be called the truth. You, you notice that they got rid of the word truth because uh, our society, especially in America, due to its arrogance, has uh, adopted the, the false idea that we believe that we are God <clears throat> or God's transhumanism. But we're not God. We are ordinary men and women we are fallen creatures. So every expert, or at least let's just say the overwhelming majority of experts in the fields of geopolitics, economics, culture, uh, survival, food, energy, you could go down the list for two hours. All the world's experts in these various fields have come to common conclusions regarding our future. Let's just take one. Now, on the basis of what is now called metadata, metadata is electronically gathering, retaining, filing, and storing trillions of bits of information on any particular given subject. And so the governments of the world, especially the electronic dictatorships, and that's a term that was coined by Zbigniew Brzezinski, co-founder of the Council on Foreign Relations, CFR, with Rockefeller, and uh, <clears throat> co-founder of the Trilateral Commission with Rockefeller. I remember, I don't know, this was a couple of decades ago, I was in Manhattan. <clears throat> I, I put it up uh, for you to watch for free, and some people are bothered by the noise level in the video. Well, I understand that. It, it's noisy because where I was, <clears throat> I, I, I walked literally to the front door. It's very inconspicuous, but I literally walked to the front door of the CFR, the Council on Foreign Relations. And <clears throat> I began to work with my cameraman uh, to set up for some commentary I was going to do on world government and the Council on Foreign Relations, and Rockefeller, and the whole thing. And so I began my monologue. 
I'd been writing about this. I'd been at the CFR headquarters many times, but I began my monologue, and I'm almost completely through it. And I noticed that probably three feet to four feet to my left, as I'm facing the front door of the CFR, is he, this gentleman at the time was uh, the, the head of uh, America's uh, financial system. He was the Secretary of the Treasury, very powerful man, and he was definitely an insider. And our eyes exchanged that brief momentary glance in that I knew that he had recognized me, and that's why he was paying attention. I knew that he had recognized me because at that time, uh, I was on the Fox News Network and the Fox News Network biggest shows and the Fox News Network's biggest financial shows. On, on practically a weekly basis, I would be on the air on multiple shows and debate the economy and discuss the economy. So at that time, Fox had the biggest audience. So it, it, it wouldn't have been a stretch to say that he was probably a regular watcher of the program. And I'm sure he recognized me, whether he knew my name or not. Well, that's irrelevant. But he recognized me and he listened. Now, I was careful since he was standing right there. I, I wasn't worried about telling the truth. I wasn't concerned about my own personal safety. Um, as I've said before, and I don't want to sound like I'm dropping names, but some of my childhood friends and a childhood friend, they are among the most powerful financial players in the world today. If I gave you <clears throat> the individual's name, most of you would know it. <clears throat> and anybody interested in money <clears throat> or investments would know. But I will say this, after 45 minutes of me talking, he paid close attention to my thesis, which was that the world is moving towards a global government, a one-world economic system, and a cashless society. <clears throat> and so he looked at my eyes, and this is this is, you know, for those of you depending upon where you live. But if you live in California, or if you live in Manhattan or New York City, it's, it's quite common, or it's a regular occurrence to run into famous people, celebrities, people of power. I'm talking about world-famous people, because the world-famous people congregate in places like Manhattan and places like California. So, so there's an unspoken rule of behavior and the unspoken rule of behavior is you don't intrude on somebody's space. You don't make a big deal about who they are. You just, like, you know, play it cool. And uh, so he looked at me, and his eyes, you know, intentional, I don't know. But his eyes, obviously, <clears throat> he was comfortable being around me. He knew I wasn't going to do something weird. And he listened to what I had to say because, obviously, my world— and my viewpoints, although biblical, are certainly not the viewpoints of his world, the world of the globalists and the international banking families. <clears throat> anyway, I put it up there. I may put it up on the PaulMcGuire.us site again. But some people uh, complained because of the noise level, um, because I was recording with a mic, but <clears throat> just the taxi cabs roaring by 
with all the honking, it makes a deafening noise. And that irritated some people. Well, I had a choice. I could have not shown them the video, and it would have been perfectly pristine and no, no noisiness. Or I could just toss it up there. And if you pay attention, you can hear uh, what's being said. And most of you have built into your cell phones and you have built into your laptop computers and other devices, you have a button that if you press it, it will translate what somebody's saying, like me, the speaker. It will translate what I'm saying into English. And so you'll see me talking, you'll hear the taxicab noise, but you'll see, uh, you know, like instantaneously, as if somebody was artificial intelligence was typing, the words and the sentences and the grammar of what I'm saying is spilling out uh, large on the bottom of the screen. So now, uh, going by uh, like two decades, anybody can understand what I'm saying. So just turn down the volume if you want. But I'll try to get it up there, and it'll, the title will have something to do with Paul McGuire and the Council uh, at the Council of Foreign Relations. Um, anyway. Uh, at that time, the plan was the same plan that, that's happening now, which is the plan is to merge all the independent nation states of the world into one, the global reset, to, to finalize what Kissinger and the others call the new world order and create a one world economic system, a cashless society, uh, a global bank, et cetera, et cetera. This has been a plan envisioned as long as mankind has been around. And you see Christians and Jewish people and others who claim to read the Bible, the the God of the universe, the, the, the infinite personal living God of the universe, has given his people a massive heads up, a quantum leap, if you will, uh, of advantage. God has opened a door for us to see into the future and to walk into the future so we can be prepared. And the primary way that God does this is not through, you know, we have so many, and I'm not, not putting down people who have legitimate prophetic gifts, but there are people who have illegitimate prophetic gifts, and we have to know how to discern the difference between the two. So. Uh, That takes us to this place. In the book of Genesis, we read the historical historical and biblical account of the Tower of Babel, or Babel, and uh, at the time when, when ancient Babylon was being built and the Tower of Babel was being built, uh, that was... God was saying something. That's why he, he recorded it so precisely in the Old Testament. God was showing us the plans of the wicked and the plans of Lucifer and people like Nimrod. Their plan is their plan was, and they were successful, they formed the world's first one-world government. And they, they had a one-world economic system, one-world religion, and one-world government. And Collectively, it was known as Mystery Babylon. Now, here we are thousands of years into the future, and they've changed the name. They don't call it 
the new world order, they call it a one world government, a one world religion, and a one world economic system. And that, if you're analyzing what's happening, why is it happening, and what's going to happen in the future, your front and center fact sheet should be, should include things like uh, a one world cashless society. So the concept of, of, of exchanging precious metals or, or jewelry or writing a numerical value or a monetary value on papyrus, which is like the animal skin, that was the old, the old way of using money. The new way <clears throat> is to create a Luciferian world system, and that's what's being erected right now. The, the reason, the reason for the COVID-19 pandemic and its variants, the reason for the vaccination technology, which centers around a microscopic nanochip, where uh, this nanochip or neural implant, you, you can buy and sell in a futuristic dictatorship if you have the mark of the beast, 666. If you have the mark of the beast, then you can legally buy and sell. Now, this is outlined because Mystery Babylon returns in the last days. So this is outlined in the book of Revelation in what is known as the beast system. The beast system consists of two beasts, the, the head of the one world government and the Antichrist, who's head of the one world religion and head of the one world economic system. And it centers around wireless technology where every human being on planet Earth who has been allegedly ge genetically modified, when they have been genetically modified via what medical researchers uh, call the, the COVID-19 vaccine. And here is the, the key thing to understand, and this is based on the research of medical doctors and medical researchers. I explain this in my books, starting with my latest book, Power from on High, then The Greatest Battle for the Hearts and Minds of Mankind in the History of the World, then Conquering the Matrix, then A Prophecy of the Future of America, Volume 1 and Volume 2, and other books. And they're available to you right now at a discount if you go to ballinquire.us. So, most Christians don't read the Bible. Most churches don't teach the Bible or Bible prophecy. And Bible prophecy very clearly reveals to us that this beast system is going to rise in the last days. And as it predicts in Bible prophecy, every man and woman alive will be given an opportunity to accept or reject the mark of the beast technology, which is either a biochip, a nanochip, a microchip, a DNA uh, modification, and this neural implant, or whatever the precise technology is going to be, you, you, you've got to understand it. I mean, it's like really, really simple. It's easier than turning on your cell phone, and you may find that difficult. 
So the, the, the key thing here is that what medical researchers and doctors have been uh, raising their voices about is the fact that many of the secret, uh, let's just call them ingredients for lack of a better word, many of the secret ingredients in the nanochip implant, the neural implant, the, the cashless society, many of the key ingredients are metallic uh, or metal type of substances. One is graphene oxide, and there's others. Now, graphene oxide, uh, after it's injected in, in your body via the, the, the vaccination, graphene oxide is an artificially intelligent, these are their words, not mine. Graphene oxide is an artificially intelligent, self-evolving technological system that evolves and gets its life force and energy from human blood. So they inject this microscopic nanochip into your body. And it feeds off like a vampire. It feeds off your human blood. And graphene oxide, and then, ironically, tranquilizing minerals and metals like fluoride and lithium uh, sedate people and dumb people down chemically. And so, with the graphene oxide being you know, one of the first things I do every morning, besides pray and, and call on God, and I don't do it in a big religious way. It starts off with, like, help. <laughs> help. Because that's what I need from God, most of all. Help. Just like you do. So, when your inner biological being, and then you have what's called uh, the blood-brain barrier, when graphene oxide goes into your bloodstream, it goes directly into your brain, your body, and every, every facet of your biological being, because graphene oxide and other metallic substances that are part of the vaccine uh, have the ability to, to pass through the blood-brain barrier. And so once that inner transformation happens, and it's already happened to, to millions and millions of people. Once that inner transition happens, then every person who has taken the vaccine or received the, the graphene oxide through uh, weather modification, dispersing it in clouds, dispersing it in water, dispersing it over agricultural crops. So what happens next is every human being now has the ability to be like a radio or TV station. And you now have the ability to be a radio or an electromagnetic frequency broadcaster. You now are a walking, talking broadcasting tower, a radio broadcasting tower, a television broadcasting tower. Anywhere you go, you're broadcasting your electromagnetic frequency, which is also like your thumbprint. It's a unique identity. 
everywhere you go, you're broadcasting EMF. And as I was talking to you in yesterday's program, in China, they use this technology to read people's minds or record the data in people's minds, record what they're thinking, record what they believe and don't believe. And the the way the Chinese communist government is able to capture all this information is because people have been transformed into human broadcasting towers because of the metallic substance like graphene oxide. So, you know, billions of people are broadcasters now, and they have their own unique numerical, uh, precise numerical EMF frequency number. So you're a broadcaster, and but you're also you're a broadcaster, a, a transmitter, but you're also a receiver and a recorder of data, of content, metadata, and information that can be pulled using electromagnetic frequency. The content of your brain or somebody else's brain. It's now possible for people to hack into your brain steal all the data, all the content, you know, your security codes or whatever, steal it and file it. And if you think this is, you know, something that's coming in a futuristic society, you're completely wrong. I've been writing about these developments for decades now. But Now, as most of you know, we've reached a turning point where we are now doing this in a very accelerated manner. We're both broadcasters, transmitters, and receivers, as I as I read to you what they're doing in communist China, just how how electronic totalitarianism or dictatorships have become. Now, for people who believe in God. In a world that is dominated and controlled by people who reject any belief in God, who reject the need for a savior, who reject the word of God, um, for them, they don't believe in God. Now, you understand that when you choose with an act of your will not to believe in God, then you are also choosing. To believe a lie, because to believe that there is no God, that there is no Word of God, that there is no Creator, is to reject a belief in the truth and uh, accept a lie or uh, a great deception. And the Bible talks about a great last day's deception, a great last day's delusion that's going to come upon the earth and deceive billions of people. And we are right at the doorstep of that happening, right at the doorstep of that happening. And the driving force for this and the globalist elite and the Luciferians and uh, um, the wealthiest and most powerful families in the world, they understand the purpose of all this. The purpose is total control a total electronic dictatorship, a new world order now called the Global Reset, 
where they control your brains, your mind, and your memories. Okay, so um, I remember when I was writing the book, A Prophecy of the Future of America, Volume 1 and Volume 2, which the overwhelming majority of the predictions I made uh, regarding what was going to happen to America and the world, in, in every one of my books, the level of accuracy, the level of reliability in terms of my being accurate in depicting the future, but the ratio or percentage is astronomically high. And that's because of old-fashioned hard work, blood, sweat, and tears, doing my homework, doing the research, and most of all, praying to God, and reading, 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 and reading, and studying, so I know what I'm talking about. Okay, so I'm holding up a copy of A Prophecy of the Future of America, Volume 1. And these are all available at a discount. You know, it's really tragic to go to a church and the pastor, I have a burden for, for males, though, because I understand that males are not turned on by church. Males, uh, subconsciously, uh, they uh, perceive contemporary Christianity as kind of a feminized religion. It isn't. Real Christianity, real biblical truth, is not even remotely feminized. It is it, it transcends a mere categorization of male and female. It, it transcends this these pathetic, you know, attempts at redefining everybody based on however you feel or what what kind of breakfast you had in the morning. Okay, so I'm I'm this book will blow your mind, and I always mean that in a good sense. So I'm reading to you. Uh, and I think you'll find this interesting. So I quote again David Rockefeller and others because they're the, if, if they're alive, they are the guiding forces. They're the leaders of the, 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 what's, what's called the New World Order or the Luciferian New World Order. Now, here's, here's where. Uh, Here's some of the chapters. The Illuminati, the Illuminati scientific elite plan for destroying the earth. Now, this book, uh, this book, A Prophecy of the Future of America, Volume 1 and Volume 2, came out, when did it come out? 2013. Not all that long ago. Okay, so they have had this plan. The occult elite or the Luciferian elite have had this plan to create a counterfeit of the kingdom of God, and, and that is to create a Luciferian uh, world order. And when you look behind the scenes at what's going on, why it's going on, 
whether we're talking about uh, the rise of communist China, the militarization of communist China, the military and potential nuclear conflict between the Ukraine and Russia and the EU and America and North Korea and some of the Muslim nations. All of these things are part of an operating principle, an occult operating principle known as order out of chaos. Okay? So what you're looking at, the meaning, it's important that you understand the real meaning for what's going on in America and all around the world. And it can be summed up in this one occult law, which is order out of chaos, also known as manufactured crisis. Manufactured crisis or order out of chaos. And what a lot of people don't know is that America has multiple destinies. The question is, which destiny will America fulfill? Now, it's critical to grasp this simple but powerful truth. The, the basic truth regarding America is that America was founded by Bible-believing pilgrims and Puritans who were devout students of the Word of God. They were strong Christians. God trusted them, and God moved a first great awakening through them, then a second great awakening through them. And it was the ideas and the beliefs of the pilgrims and Puritans, which was kind of codified and put in the Bill of Rights and the Constitution and the laws of our land. There would be no such thing as an American dream if the pilgrims and Puritans had not been disciples of Jesus Christ and readers and doers of the Word of God. Because America is in a crisis mode right now. But what caused America to be blessed for, for so many years, what, what created the spiritual environment for the American dream, was the fact that the pilgrims and Puritans were strong Bible-believing Christians. Now, what I, what I discovered after over 40 Forty plus years of research, I slowly began to discover a truth that at first, when I looked at this critical truth, it was microscopic in terms of its size, but it was macroscopic in terms of its impact on America and the world. So, what I began to realize is that. Everything I learned in school regarding America and the world was either a half-truth, a non-truth, or false. Or false. And that America had a secret purpose and destiny. But most Christians have no idea what it is. And how can you, quote, reclaim America for Jesus Christ? How can you win the last day's battle for the hearts and souls of mankind? How can you bring about revival, occupy until he comes, and win souls to Jesus Christ? How can you do those things, which God is commanding us to do together? How can you do those things if you don't know the real 
plan that God has for you, his people, and America. Now, to sum it up succinctly, the Pilgrims and Puritans knew that God chose America for a very powerful and special and unique last day's purpose where God would use America as a vehicle for spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ around the world, where hundreds of millions of people would accept Christ because America made space for and created a platform for um, gospel of Jesus Christ to be preached. So America is great, as one French philosopher remarked. America is great because America is good, and America's uh, at that time, America's churches were true. So, at the same time, the Pilgrims and Puritans believed that God was going to use America in the last days to bring in the last days soul harvest. But simultaneously, this is what most people don't know, and I think the Lord opened the door. I don't run around calling myself a prophet or whatever. But the Lord speaks to me a lot and shows me things. And I don't talk about it publicly for the most part. I just keep it to myself. I do include it in my books. And I, I back it up with research. But the Lord revealed to me that the Pilgrims and Puritans were right and that there, there is a special purpose for America, specifically in the last days before uh, the return of Jesus Christ at the second coming. Now, the Pilgrims and Puritans knew this. <clears throat> the modern contemporary Bible-believing church is ignorant of this. So, America is a nation with a divine destiny, and God's children in America have been called and given a divine destiny. But there's a massive, massive spiritual battle going on right now in the invisible realm or the spiritual world between God and the devil, the fallen angels and God's angels, the followers of Jesus Christ who are born again, and all the people who uh, have uh, received the mark of the beast in the last days. So this great last days battle is, is going on right now. And more Bible prophecy has been fulfilled during the last 75 years than in the entire history of mankind. So just in the last 75 years, more Bible prophecy has been fulfilled than all the rest of mankind's history combined. The Pilgrims and Puritans openly were teaching their children the Bible and teaching our founding fathers the Bible. But at the same time, there were, were very, very powerful, extremely powerful Luciferian and occultic forces that, that came to life in England or Great Britain. The spiritual advisors to the Queen of England, Queen Elizabeth, and I tell all of this in the, my book. I, I tell stuff that you will not find anywhere else in my book, The Greatest Battle for the Hearts and Minds of Mankind in the History of the World. And you'll find information that you won't find anywhere else in my new book, Power from on High, 
where the Lord prompted me to include this in those books and a number of the other books. So, the spiritual advisors to Queen Elizabeth in England were men like Sir Francis Bacon and men like Sir John Dee. Both of these men were secretly highest level occultists, Luciferians, alchemical magicians, and both of these men were simultaneously, at least publicly, they were scientists. In fact, the man who developed the scientific method was Sir Francis Bacon. It was Sir Francis Bacon who uh, said that America would be the head of the New World Order, and it was Sir Francis Bacon who said that America will be the head of the New Atlantis, because Atlantis was considered a futuristic model of a futuristic utopian society built on occult principles. So, one of the most brilliant minds in human history was Sir Francis Bacon. And uh, many in America adopted his, his worldview and his thinking. And he, <clears throat> along with Sir John Dee, we have the Book of Enoch. God gives us the Book of Enoch. He gives us permission to read it because uh, it's referred to in the Bible. But this is the critical thing. The, the angels, the fallen angels, that eventually followed after Enoch, they spoke in a unique fallen angel language known as the Enochian, as in the Book of Enoch, the Enochian uh, fallen angel language. And only very few high-level occultists could speak in the Enochian angelic language. Another person who had that ability was Sir John Dee. And, and Sir Francis Bacon was credited with the distinction of being the father of the scientific method, which demanded that before science proves a thesis or a theory, it must have the necessary amount of scientific evidence, and that is a scientific method. So Sir John Dee and Sir Francis Bacon, they were organizing occultists and Luciferians and Rosicrucians and Illuminati and others to secretly infiltrate the United States of America and take it over spiritually. But Sir John Dee and Sir Francis Bacon, in their magical occultic rituals, they were communicating with spirit guides like some of our military does today, like militaries around the world do today. You know, you would be shocked. And I document this in my book, Power From On High, and the other books. I document how the most powerful armies and governments on planet Earth have been intermingling with fallen angels and using fallen angel technology and fallen angel science at a, at a mind-blowing level. So when the uh, 200 fallen angels descended on Mount Hermon, the fallen angels 
were they wanted to marry human women and they wanted to have sexual relationships with human women. So the fallen angels came down to Mount Hermon and they did that. And so you have a massive violation of the law of God because God forbids that the fallen angels should mate with the pure human female DNA, which is entirely constructed from the Word of God. And the DNA of man comes directly from God. It's pure and holy. So the fallen angels that descended upon Mount Hermon, they were mating with human women. They were developing and teaching human men and human women to use all kinds of advanced futuristic sciences, technology, makeup, herbology, medicines, astronomy, uh, and, and very advanced and futuristic sciences, including genetics and DNA. Oh, again, uh, metals and technologies. People don't understand this, but if, if you're talking about the super civilizations like ancient Greece, ancient Rome, ancient Babylon, ancient Egypt, uh, some of the South American super civilizations, Atlantis, if Atlantis indeed really existed, <clears throat> it had futuristic scientific technologies. And so this came out of the conversations that Sir John Dee and Sir Francis Bacon had with the, Eno the Enochian angels. And the Enochian angels were, listen carefully, the Enochian angels were supernaturally guiding and inspiring and directing Sir John Dee, Sir Francis Bacon, and the other occultists. They were supernaturally guiding <clears throat> Sir John Dee and Sir Francis Bacon as they advised the, 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 the highest level rulership in England and the Queen of England herself. <clears throat> and they were given instructions. Dee and, and Sir Francis Bacon were given uh, supernatural instructions from the fallen angels that it was the destiny of Great Britain or England to vastly expand its military and economic empires, to expand its naval force, to, to take over control of America, and the, the bottom line here is, is that the fallen angels, which are high-level demons, were getting supernatural evil revelation from Lucifer. Lucifer was speaking through the fallen angels and people that consort with fallen angels. And those fallen angels were instructing the, the, the Navy, the military, the economy, of Great Britain and England to expand, to take over America, to, yes, make America head of the New World Order. Yes, that's why we have the all-seeing eye of Lucifer on the back of the U.S. dollar. And so the, the critical truth that the Lord revealed to me after years of study, and I've, I've well, I've heard a few people teach on it now. But that's why I'm telling you, you need to get my books at, at a special discount right now, and you need to read them 
and take notes. Because what I do is I reveal and I document what I just told you. I document the facts and I reveal this master satanic plan, which is playing out right now in America and all across the world. And how America, if there's a secret occult plan guiding America and its leaders, and um, this secret occult plan is in operation now. And you will not, nobody will teach you that. It's censored. They'll slam the doors shut. They'll use scientific mind control. They'll dumb you down by using all kinds of alternative methods to negatively impact you neurologically. Dumbing you down because they don't want you to know the big truths that could shake up for the better mankind and human civilization and prepare the way for the return of Jesus Christ. Because that's what's going on right now. So, uh, it's critical to understand that Lucifer and Satan and the fallen angels, you know, they're not just some funky creatures sitting on clouds playing harps. They're highly sophisticated. They, They can design and build and construct highly powerful and highly futuristic technologies and sciences, such as anything to do with DNA, electromagnetic frequencies, EMF. That's the purpose of the pyramids. The pyramids are, are a strategically placed series of pyramidical shaped, giant pyramidical shaped buildings that architects call ziggurats because they're pyramid shaped. And the, the pyramids are placed along ley lines and the pyramids are placed along geographic lines of energy <clears throat> that <clears throat> transmits beneath the Earth's surface and above the Earth's surface. So you have to revisit and reframe your mind regarding perceiving the nature of our reality. All the super civilizations like Egypt and Babylon and all the others, Atlantis if it existed, many of them were built on the 33 degree parallel. And 33 degrees is an occultic number that the Freemasons and the occultists use. That's why they put these occultic buildings on uh, or located on or located near uh, 33 degree uh, energy lines built in, um, embedded in another dimension here on planet Earth. So God has a plan for America, and that plan is based on God's people acquiring supernatural knowledge, wisdom, science, technology, and and his supernatural power, power from on high. But God's people have to acquire it from God. They have to seek God. And then simultaneously, God's people have to seek God and ask God to give them the power to defeat the powers of darkness and Satan and uh, block the plan of Satan for America. Okay. 
So this this is what is happening. It, it, you know, approximately a hundred years ago, the the theories of quantum mechanics and quantum physics began to be birthed, which revolutionized our understanding of reality. We used to believe that the only dimensions that there were were the dimensions that could be perceived by our senses, like taste, taste, touch, sight, etc. But scientists, especially in the area of physics and electromagnetic frequencies, etc., they discovered or uncovered the scientific truths that we just don't have dimensions based on what our senses can perceive. There are probably anywhere from 11 to 13 different dimensions that are created um, and exist, whether or not we can perceive them with our senses. Okay, so let's dive into this. By the way, right now, before we continue, visit paulmcguire.us. That's paulmcguire.us. Get yourself a bulk discount of the books while they're still on a discount and read them, pass them around, lend them to people, but have them give them back to you. Use it as a witnessing tool. You know, when I was growing up in New York, nobody ever gave me a track, never saw a track. One exception, one exception, exception during my entire life growing up in New York City, because I was never exposed to, nobody handed me a pamphlet or a book by Christians. It's interesting that the cults, Scientology and other groups were handing out books and pamphlets, but Christians were not. Although once on the subway, I saw what was called a shit track, and it's like a cartoon, a little tiny cartoon comic book that preaches the gospel or a biblical truth. Now, I said I was thankful for that. I was thankful for that. Even though it's kind of a low-level approach, I thank God that everybody comes to the Lord. The Lord put it on my heart to write books that were written for contemporary people and that were cutting-edge, fast-moving, and every book had enough truth in it to ignite a global biblical revival based on Scripture. So I've written 38 books, and I need your help in getting the truth and the power of the Spirit energizing these books to as many people as we possibly can. Okay. Visit paulmcguire.us. This is Paul McGuire. We'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to the Paul McGuire Report. I'm Paul McGuire. I need your help in spreading the links of the different programs, our social media, to as many people as possible, as fast as possible. I need your help in joining, liking, posting, you know, the audio and uh, books and all that stuff to educate people, to, to, to shine light in the darkness. I need your help in doing that because this is it. I, I, I was stunned to find out the simple way that the communists, the Marxists, and the socialists thought when they, when they planned out their dark revolutions for nations like America. That they use a very simple approach. They take over film television, documentary films, newspapers, articles. They take over writing and publishing, especially the writing and publishing of books. They, they take over speaking and conferences. Uh, they try to remove the church and insert 
uh, other public gatherings to indoctrinate people. The communist plan is take over all media, control all media, and indoctrinate, brainwash, use propaganda to initiate and instigate a communist Marxist revolution and and incite people into a into a kind of insanity where they're capable of the most wicked and horrendous acts. And then at the same time you're doing that, you're censoring, you're getting rid of Christianity, you're arresting people for preaching the gospel, you're 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 confiscating and and taking away books that contain truth. So the war, as I said in the title of my book, uh, we are now in the greatest battle for the hearts and minds of mankind in the history of the world. Fact. And this is it. And it's not going to be too much longer, although I'm not setting a date. When I say too much longer, I am not inferring a specific calendar time. So let me just read you a few sentences, okay? Because this is make it or break it time. Make it or break it time. And it's critical. Um, All right. So in my book, A A Prophecy of the Future of America, Volume 1, and in Volume 2, These books are on fire with the truth and open up all kinds of stuff to you. So in chapter 12 of A Prophecy of the Future of America, chapter 12 is The Secret Occult Plans for America, America, the New Atlantis, and the Center of the New World Order. Remember, Sir Francis Bacon said that in the 1600s. So, what what I have in that chapter in my book uh, well there there have been numerous archaeological reports, photographs, videos, deep divers, submarines, uh explorers, and scientists who who have been searching for the ancient super-civilization known as Atlantis, if indeed Atlantis existed. But if it did, many people claim to have found uh, where it went. So this particular archaeologist, uh, using robot submarines, he, he, he and his scientific team claim to have found the ruins of an ancient city submerged off the coast of Cuba, which they believe may be Atlantis. Within the city, they have found four giant pyramids, several sphinxes, and other impressive structures. Evidence suggests that Atlantis was flooded by rising waters as ice sheets melted at the end of the last major ice age and it continued to sink slowly as the continents received of the weight of the ice sheets slowly rose and the seafloor weighed down with more water slowly sank. The city, uh, what they think is Atlantis, was discovered decades ago 
but because of the Cuban Missile Crisis, it took a long time to get permission to explore it deep under the water. So the U.S. government, now this is, I'm reading to you from my book, Prophecy of the Future of America. The U.S. government discovered the alleged place during the Missile Crisis of Cuba. In the 60s, nuclear submarines, cruising structures, bound in the deep sea with a pyramid in the Gulf. Immediately, they shut down the site and took control of it and its objects so that it will not reach the hands of the Russians. You see, what they're really scared of, they know that in these ancient super civilizations, the elite know this, the world's wealthy, wealthiest know this, the Luciferian elite know this. They know that in these ancient super civilizations, there existed highly advanced science and technologies that could do all kinds of amazing things. And so they don't want anybody to get their hands on the amazing futuristic technologies and sciences for military purposes, for energy purposes, for all kinds of purposes. They want to keep it locked up because whoever owns and controls this technology can own and control the world. Okay, so... um, I'm skipping down in my book. Um, Okay, let me read you a a quote I have in my book, A Prophecy of the Future of America. According to the research of David Flynn, in 1928, the occult visionary Manly P. Hall wrote, quote, There exists in the world today, and has existed for thousands of years, a body of enlightened humans united in what might be termed an order of the quest. It is composed of those whose intellectual and spiritual perceptions have revealed to them that civilization has a secret destiny. Quote, European mysticism was not dead at the time of the United States of America when it was founded. The hand of the mysteries controlled in the establishment of the new government for the signature of the mysteries may still be seen on the great seal of the United States of America. Careful analysis of the seal discloses a mass occult and Masonic symbols, chief among them. The so-called American Eagle. The American Eagle, upon the great seal, is but a conventionalized phoenix, you know, the legendary bird. And that's from the occult, the occultist Manly P. Hall. And I'm quoting him from his book, The Secret Destiny of America. All right, I'll continue reading from my book. The European mysticism Manly P. Hall was referring to was existence of the Illuminati, which evolved from the Rosicrucians, along with many other occult secret societies, and was officially founded in 1776, the same year America became a nation. And then I get into the Tower of Babel, the Illuminati, the Luciferian pyramids, the occult symbolism on our currency, the occult symbolism in in Washington, D.C., the the occult secret societies like the Freemasons and the Masons. And uh, you see, when you go to Washington, D.C., unless you're deaf, dumb, and blind, the 
the occult and Freemasonic and Rosicrucian and Secret Society and Illuminati symbols are everywhere. They're in the architecture of the buildings. They're in the symbols. They're in the, the, the quotes. They're in the, the numerical structure of things. So, for example, the Washington Monument is, according to the, 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 the teachings of the secret societies, the Washington Monument is a large phallic symbol. It represents uh, the phallic symbol associated with Nimrod. And that phallic symbol is directly in sight of a giant womb-like structure, which would be the Capitol Dome, so that architecturally, the Capitol Dome represents a giant womb facing a giant phallic symbol. And then there's thousands of symbols and buildings and statues and quotes, all essentially communicating to the average American that America is far, far, far bigger and far, far more multidimensional than they were told in school and stuff like that. There are secrets that, listen, let me tell you something. Knowledge is power. The person or group that has the knowledge has the power. God wants his people to have the knowledge so they can have the power, so they can accomplish the call that God has for them. He's not playing games. Okay, again, I want to read you something from my book, A Prophecy of the Future of America. And this is a chapter entitled, The Illuminati Scientific Elite Plan for Destroying the Earth. The idea of a scientific elite that rules the world goes all the way back to Atlantis and the philosopher Plato, who supposedly got many ideas from Atlantis. Atlantis was ruled by about 12 godmen who were, who were the elite and made all decisions. Plato called for a number of philosopher kings to rule the world. Similar views were advocated by the Fabian socialists in the late 1800s and in the early 1920s. In England, the great science fiction author H.G. Wells mapped out a plan for a ruling scientific elite. And then we talk about Big Brother government and uh, Bertrand Russell, uh, the the famous atheist, um, Francis Bacon's writings in his book called The New Atlantis. Uh, the plan, and how Madame Blavatsky, now dead, but one of the world's most powerful occultists, whose occult doctrines shaped the United Nations. Um, And she revealed what was called the plan. And the plan is that the United Nations and globalist leaders have constructed an occult hierarchy that the elites call the plan. And Blavatsky was the creator of the plan. So that is what um, the Great Reset is all about. It's part of the UN's the plan. The Great Reset is part of the plan. It's an occult plan. Um, So in my book, I, I quote and I explain and I make it easy to understand how all these powerful thinkers and visionaries 
used not only intellectual power, but they used supernatural power. And they're in the process of conquering the world because they're accessing from another dimension Satan's or Luciferian power and technology. And they're accessing also from another dimension um, supernatural power, supernatural science, uh, an entire array of things like transhumanism, which the father of transhumanism was uh, Julian Huxley, the, the brother of Aldous Huxley. And their goal is this satanic world government. And you should know that. Now, here is the critical thing. Knowledge is power. And there's a, there's a serious flaw. There's a theological problem within what's called the evangelical or the Bible-believing church. In, in a nutshell, this is the problem. The problem is that the idea of power in the minds of evangelical Christians erroneously comes down to, you know, like emotionalism, shouting and yelling, acting like Tarzan, uh, military might. The, 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 the stereotypical concepts and, and ideas concerning power and who has power and what you can do with power, all these ideas and concepts that revolve around power have been distorted by the humanistic educational system. They have been distorted by humanism, and might makes right. And they have been distorted by evolution, and they have been distorted by uh, false concepts, inaccurate conclusions, inaccurate statements. And the end result of all that is that it's the intention and plan of Almighty God to pour out the power of His Holy Spirit, knowledge which is power, to pour it out, to embed it in His people so that they may be triumphant in the last days and win this great eternal battle. That's the, that's the heartbeat of God. You want to know the heartbeat of God? You just heard it. Now, here's the other part. The other part is that knowledge is power. Therefore, the more accurate our knowledge is, the more precise our knowledge is, the, the more of pure knowledge, the knowledge of God's Word, that we have. And when we have the pure knowledge of God's Word, then the multi-dimensional elements that are in place for a synergistic reaction in which, according to Jesus, a detonation, which comes from the word dunamis, or the dynamite-like explosion of God, a supernatural detonation, or the dunamis, or the dynamite explosion of God breaks all shackles, breaks all barriers that would attempt to blockade the release of God's supernatural power in the earth and in and through his people. And so 
This is the primary dynamic you and I are dealing with right now in the great spiritual battle. God's people, I, I really want you to hear what I'm saying to you and to share it. God's people, when they receive the truth of God's word, they receive knowledge, and knowledge releases power, power to accomplish what God wants us to accomplish. We are in a critical moment in that our power source and the delivery of our power has been interrupted by a series of sieges or assaults that have been activated in a stealth manner, that have been activated by invisible forces that have embedded themselves in our technocracy, have embedded themselves in our society, and they have hijacked our society. They have captured our society for the purpose of bringing it down and for the purpose of total destruction. So, at this critical moment in time, because we're in the last days, God is calling his people through his written word. God is calling his people through the word of God, through Bible prophecy. God is calling his people through what Jesus said. And what did Jesus say? Jesus said to his disciples that they were to go to Jerusalem or tarry in Jerusalem until the Father pours out upon the disciples, until the Father pours out power from on high. So Jesus knew something about the gospel, the last days, Bible prophecy, saving souls. Jesus knew more about that than any other person. And Jesus was instructing his disciples to gather together in Jerusalem and tarry or wait upon God in intercessory prayer until the Father pours out uh, the power of the Holy Spirit upon them, the church. Because Jesus knows that the church and that individual Christians cannot accomplish their assigned goals without having or possessing the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit, which they can only get by, by obeying Jesus. In this case, it was tarrying in Jerusalem until the Father sent them power from on high. And power from on high comes from the word dunamis, or the dynamite explosive power of God. And that's where we are. People are talking about CERN. I write about the, what's, what CERN really is. I write about the secret of CERN, which is that it's a portal into another dimension which allows interdimensional entities to enter the earth. I write about CERN in my books, including Power from on High. I, I write about how CERN and uh, the Tower of Babylon perform similar functions in that they're both interdimensional portals which open the doors into another dimension and allow these entities or these fallen angels to come out of a supernatural dimension and enter into the physical dimension. And it's in the books, like Power from One High. So, we're at a critical moment where the, the most powerful nations in the world are scrambling for power. 
economic power, monetary power, military power. And not only is there a scramble for military and economic power, energy power, knowledge power, but there is also spiritual power. Due to the bias of modern man and contemporary societies, due to the bias of communists, humanists, Marxists, socialists, and the like, all deny the existence of God and deny the existence of God's power. They're biased against it, and their bias prevents them from accessing it, from receiving it, and from using it. So this is the most critical time in human history. And in a second, I'm going to show you why. Visit paulmcguire.us. That's paulmcguire.us. I need your help in raising donations and contributions and financial gifts so that we can expand our outreach and win the spiritual war God has given us to win. I need you to ask the Lord how much you should give to this ministry. And whatever the Lord tells you to do, simply obey him. I need you to obey and do whatever Jesus tells you to do, to spread our message, to give in terms of donations, to to like and post and and, and help us partner with us in getting the word out. And you can do that by going to paulmcguire.us. That's paulmcguire.us. Okay, this is Paul McGuire. We'll be back in a second. This is Paul McGuire. As I've been talking to you about for a while now, uh, my latest book, what I consider my most important book, because it's the culmination of a lifetime of praying, studying the Word, seeking the face of God, uh, endless research. And the name of that book is Power from on High. And You've seen the picture. If you haven't, you really do need to go to paulmcguire.us and see the cover photo of Power from One High, because there's a, there's a number of symbolic messages in both the title and the symbols on Power from One High. Also, Power from One High is the exact words that Jesus used when he told his disciples to tarry in Jerusalem until they received power from on high. Now, many, many years ago, once upon a time in America, I was deeply involved in the New Age movement, the occult, altered states of consciousness, experimenting with psychedelic drugs. Uh, I was a rebel and a radical, even though I was just 15 in the the late 1960s, early 70s. And um, I remember I got miraculously saved uh, hitchhiking on the back roads of Missouri in, in, in like a supernatural field of dreams experience. And I was supernaturally and miraculously saved. At the particular moment, now remember, at, at the moment this guy was leading me in a prayer on the back roads of Missouri in cornfields, at the very moment I was praying the prayer for his instructions, I was in conflict simultaneously because there was a war going inside of me and I didn't know whether to reject Christ or receive Christ by faith. Remember, my whole lifetime I was an atheist, a humanist, etc., etc. Now this guy is challenging me to repent of my sins, and I didn't even believe in the word sin, and invite Christ into my life and invite Christ to make me born again. 
So I tell the story and parts of the story you've never heard before in my book, Power from One High. Following day, and I, I, tell, I talk about what, what really happened, the whole thing. Following day, I had the most powerful supernatural experience that I'd ever had in my entire life. It transcended anything. And because, you know, I wasn't some kid just looking, looking around to get high. I got into everything that I was experimenting with as a mechanism for personal scientific experimentation based on reading and researching books by people like Aldous Huxley and his book, uh, The Doors of Perception, where he, where he advocates taking the psychedelic drug mescaline so that you can travel through the portal or the doors of perception and go into another reality, an altered state of consciousness. So I had experienced altered states of consciousness. I saw the great white light. I, I experienced cosmic consciousness. I was into meditation and experienced uh, opening my chakras and uh, Kundalini serpent power, which is an evil demonic thing, by the way. Um, I experimented and, and was involved in all of these things. And I personally experienced very powerful states of supernatural consciousness, which I backed up with intense scientific research and study. So what I discovered was the following day, an entire series of miracles happened to me that the odds are so far against it being a coincidence. I wouldn't even insult God by calling it a coincidence. It was a series of miracles. And the essence of what happened to me was that while I was talking about what happened to me miraculously to Christians who had been witnessing to me, um, you need to get into the book to, to, to expand it more, power from on high. But the critical thing was it, it was while I was telling them what happened, it was like the sky cracked open and I saw God, not in a physical sense, but I saw God in a spiritual sense. And then at that moment, it was like the sky cracked open, and I knew that 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 Jesus Christ was Lord. He was the only true God. Jesus Christ resurrected from the dead. Jesus Christ was the only God who was and is who he said he was. And even on an experiential level, by comparison, knowing having an experience with Jesus Christ, knowing Jesus Christ, becoming genuinely born again was such an overwhelmingly powerful spiritual experience that it was so far beyond anything I had experienced in the New Age. It was, it was light years beyond that stuff. And the only way that I could even begin to compare it to all the other stuff I was involved in was that Jesus Christ was the real deal. Jesus Christ was the truth. All the other stuff were illusions. All the other stuff were like mirages, hallucinations. And they, they, they weren't ultimately real. And I want truth. Truth and being real are the same thing. 
So uh, it was literally as if the sky cracked open and I saw God. And at that moment, I knew that I knew that I knew that Jesus Christ was Lord and everything else was just an illusion. And it was at that moment, I knew that there was, the, the debate was over. Because just on experience, and then God brought more than experience, God brought logic and wisdom and knowledge and science into play. And I began to realize, after reading the Bible for decades, I have this supernatural experience that is so far beyond any experience. And I had the most intense experiences because I was always pressing the envelope after doing research and personal experimentation. After reading books by like Dr. John C. Lilly and uh, uh, you know other heavyweights in the consciousness movement, so um, my life was radically transformed forever. It was radically transformed forever. And what happened to me was I literally experienced. What Jesus Christ talked about when he told disciples to, to, to wait on God until uh, they were clothed with power from on high, or to tarry into Jerusalem until you're filled with power from on high, or clothed with power from on high. So there, in the middle of nowhere, with some Christians and with uh, a, a minister's daughter who is struggling with her faith, I'm sharing what happened to me the day before, and. To sum it all up, I experienced the most overwhelming, supernatural, and yet rational, logical, and scientific experience of my entire life. I literally experienced, like many of you have, I literally have experienced being filled or clothed with power from on high. And when you're clothed or filled with power from on high, it is such a deep transformation of your inner man or inner woman. That you are, you can never go back to Kansas. Toto, the dogs answer back. I don't know. You can never go back to Kansas. And so, what I discovered is I'm an intense person. It's a gift that God has given me. God's given many of you the same intensity. So, my intensity in pursuing. The nature of God, who was God, who was Jesus Christ, played out in being born again and receiving power from on high. And it transformed my life forever. Now, equally intense and happening in a simultaneous modality is this aggressive intellectual, scientific, technological, historical, and theological aggressive pursuit of the truth. Because you see, merely having, and I discovered early on that merely having an experience is not enough. You, if you, it's fine to have an experience like being filled with power from on high, but that has to be in synchronization with um, science, history, rational thinking, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Now, if you and I will take whatever mustard seed. That God has placed in our heart, and that mustard seed is a tiny little seed. If we will allow a mustard seed of faith 
to begin to germinate or begin to grow in our spiritual man or woman. And if we will water that mustard seed of truth with the rivers of living water, and if we will worship God in spirit and truth, and by worshiping God, I mean coming into the presence of God through the blood of Jesus and asking Jesus to clothe us with power from on high and to fill us with power from on high. Don't be afraid of saying this, but be careful how you say it, because you want to shape your words and language and vocabulary with with, uh, a sense of rational thinking, with a sense of uh, philosophical and theological development. You want to be able to discuss this with people from from a high level. And it's when you discuss this, people, you know, you, obviously you, you, you cater your delivery, your language, etc. You cater it to the type of person you're talking to. You know what I'm saying? You got you to gotta meet them where they're at, wherever they happen to be. So I had an overwhelming experience, power from on high, that changed my life forever. And it revealed to me so many, many things. One is that people, and it just drives me crazy, but I explain this. I explain how you can open these doors yourself when you go to paulmcguire.us. And what I discovered was the incredible and dynamic and genius-like way God puts together the microscopic, the the galaxies, the dimensions, the, the synchronization, the fusion. I mean, there's so many interacting principles of science. Now, when we begin to walk into this new world, not new world order, this new world, that means the, the, the coming of the kingdom of God that Jesus Christ was talking about. When we begin to walk on the water, so to speak, by faith, and in order to walk on the water, you have to believe God for the impossible. The way we win the spiritual war that we're involved in now The way that we turn the tide of the direction of America and the way that we achieve victory in every other area, the way that we win is by doing what God wants done and doing it God's way, by faith. And when we adhere to the principles of faith outlined in God's Word, we will inevitably and supernaturally, according to the Word of God, we will. Press that button in the invisible realm, which activates the release of the dunamis dynamite power of God or being clothed with power from on high. And when that begins to happen, and it's starting to happen now in America and across the world, when that begins to happen, there is a multiplication of energy in the spiritual realm. Power from on high begins to turn up in terms of its temperature and heat, and power from on high transforms into the fire of the Holy Spirit. And the next thing you know, you are living and walking and moving and interacting and planning in a supernatural environment, a supernatural environment where you can really say with integrity, with God, all things are possible. And whatever you ask God in Jesus' name, he will do it for you. So, 
let's millions of us spread the message. Spread the message, plant the seed. Spread the message, plant the seed. That's what Jesus said. Be fruit, or God said, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. At this moment in time, which is the last days, at this moment in time, God has put a door before you in your life. At this moment in time, God has put a door before you in the lives of millions of Christians. And if you will walk through that door by faith, God will open the doors to the secrets of the kingdom of heaven. He'll clothe you with power from on high, and he will send his angelic armies to strengthen you and protect you and guarantee your victory. God bless you. This is Paul McGuire. Visit paulmcguire.us. That's paulmcguire.us. Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.